Series 1, Episode 11. Hello and welcome to our Plain Jane Huddles podcast, a space for uplifting, informative and friendly conversations with industry leaders and tastemakers who share our love and passion for the events industry. This episode was recorded in, on Instagram Live in 2020. So let's jump in with our 11th huddle, where we chatted to the incredible Amy Hansen from Small Steps Project. Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm all right, thank you, my love. Yeah, I'm good. I was just kind of like giving everybody the lowdown, just kind of like on why we do the huddle. And um, obviously you were meant to be a guest a few weeks ago and we had bad internet issues with you in France and me in the Alps somewhere. Um, so um, it's good to have you here. Thank you for coming back, babe. Thanks for having me. So for those of you that don't know, uh, this is the absolutely brilliant and massive hearted um, Amy Hansen. She is the um, CEO of the wonderful charity Small Steps Project. Um, and I am honoured to be uh, a trustee of and I've been involved with the charity for about um, almost 10 years now. Mm -hmm. um, and um, also a very good friend of uh, myself and also of Plain Jane. Uh, so uh, we're going to be talking all things about kind of like the charity. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about COVID and how that's kind of like affected the project and the charity work and all that sort of stuff. And, and, and we're going to be looping in some event stuff as well and how Plain Jane are helping Amy with, with the events things as well. So to kick things off, babe, do you want to kind of like just tell us a little bit about you and where you've come from and kind of like how you ended up kind of like being the CEO of this wonderful charity? Yeah, so um, I'm from London and um, I used to be um, a celebrity reporter and um which didn't make me feel great about life and um <laughs> someone had and, to have been and then um one day um well I was I was away um volunteering and I was working at HIV hospice and I said to one of the doctors where are all the other children who don't aren't so fortunate as to come to your project and they said oh they're at the rubbish dump and I was like what and so they took me up there to see this rubbish dump in Phnom Penh, the Strungmenchi rubbish dump. And it just blew my mind. It was just, I, I just saw like mountains and mountains, it's like a whole, it's like a country, like a, like, like a town of rubbish with children playing in rubbish, living in rubbish. Their homes were made of rubbish, like kind of like, it was like a rabbit warren of rubbish and then eating rubbish. It was so, so shocking. Yeah. And as I was walking around, I was wearing um, Wellington boots and everyone kept asking me if they could have my Wellington boots. And generally, when you're in London, most capital cities, people ask you for stuff and you kind of always, no, 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 sorry, not now. I haven't got any change. And sometimes, you know, you, you can stop and go, okay, what do you actually need? Because... Mm -hmm. Sometimes when you're confronted with hundreds and hundreds of people asking for help, it feels really overwhelming. But when you stop and break it down, hence why we call small steps, it, it becomes achievable. So basically yeah. I said to them, okay, well, how many people are there here? There are like a thousand. And a shoe, a Wellington boots at that time, this is quite a long time ago, yeah. were three pounds. So I needed three grand. So I was like, all right, that's doable. So... Um, I asked all my friends on Facebook, this is before people raised money on Facebook, so everyone was yeah. like, all right, I'll give you three pounds, to, to donate. And, and I made the money in a week, and I went back and gave out everyone in this rubbish dump, all the kids on this rubbish dump, Wellington Boots. And as I was leaving, a um, film company said to me, can you, have you made a can you make a documentary? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I made a documentary, which was, I use that term loosely, it was um, me and a friend filming <laughs> while giving out thousands of pairs of shoes in 40 degrees heat. And um, we called the film Small Steps. And then when I got back to London, I screened it at Soho House and loads and loads of people came. And then it got in the papers and everyone just started sending me money to do it again. And so I did. And then people kept sending me money and I kept doing it again and I kept doing it again and we kept giving out shoes. But the longer that I did shoes for, the more, um, more problems arose and the, the, the more solutions we needed to find. So we started with shoes and now we um, 
you know, run whole, whole centres. And, and our yeah. idea is that, you know, we're providing a choice for children to take small steps off rubbish dumps. Amazing, honey. It's such a lovely story. Every time I hear it, it kind of gives me goosebumps. And I've heard it so many times now, and you, and, you, and you also tell it. You also tell it brilliantly. But it is a, it's, a, it's um, what you do is incredible. And like I said at the oh, beginning, you have you. such a such a massive heart. And I think you need to with a project like this. And for those of you that don't know, I I've been a, I've been a trustee now for a number of years, but been involved with the charity charity almost since the beginning, sort of ten years or so. And um, mm. And I went out, I came out with you, didn't I, in 2013? Yeah. Was, it, was it 2013? Yeah. Yeah, you came it, yeah. to a really early one when we were still just giving out yeah. shoes before we still, and actually just before this chat, I did ask if you would come out and for our 10-year anniversary yeah. and see how the projects have changed so much in 10 years. Yeah, yeah, and definitely, and that's something I would absolutely love to do for sure. And it, it, it's a shame that I'm not going back to Cambodia, which is where I went to one of our yeah. first projects. Um, but uh, but it, it, it would be amazing to go out to Africa, to go out to Kenya or Uganda and have a look at those projects. So and then, so yeah, go on. I was going to say, and then you, you did our first ever event. Yeah, absolutely, we did. And then so off the back of all of this kind of like all of this uh, promotion of, of kind of like all your friends and all your kind of like celebrity friends, that's when you basically had the idea of like, let's actually use these celebrity contacts. Let's exactly. use this kind of like this journalism contact and let's do something really amazing with it to raise money. Once every, once you stop asking your kind of like friends for money, there's only so much you can ask your friends for money, isn't it really? So like the idea of then switching it up and then asking the public and then strangers for it and how are you going to do it so can you tell us a little bit about how that how the sort of celebrity shoe auction came about yeah well actually it was in a an, an interview really early on and and um I just randomly said oh if every celebrity I've interviewed would give me a pair of their shoes I could sell yeah. their shoes and use that to buy shoes for children who need them like the Robin Hoods of shoes and then I <laughs> said it so I had to do it and I was like oh is this going to work? And, and I emailed the celebrities and they all like my, you know, I did it myself first. I had lots of people helping me and teams and volunteers helping me. But the first year I did it myself. So I was emailing or tweeting my contacts and being like, hi, Ricky Gervais, can I have your shoes? <laughs> and they all said yes. And I was really actually quite surprised because I'm not going to mention the paper that I work for, but needless to say, it's not the most popular or, um, you know, charitable newspaper of them all. So I think maybe the celebrities were really relieved that I was doing something, something doing else. Something good, giving something. Yeah. Back. <laughs> so yeah, no, exactly. So anyway, yeah. they they all started, and you know, some really big ones were who were first yeah. in. Still do it to this day. Ricky Gervais, Kate Moss, Simon Pegg, all the North London locals. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yes, yeah, so we just started like that, and then I guess. You know, the first the first time we did it, I remember actually when I first got back from a, a dump project, yeah. I met I met you at an event, as in I came to see you at an event, and you said, you oh, did. if you ever, ever do an event, and I thought, what is she talking about? Well, you tried to wangle your way into my event, because I had no money at all. I was just starting out at the beginning of Playing Jane, like before I had any events, and I, I, was, doing a, I was doing a paid event for Valentine's, a non-Valentine's event for single people, and I was and I relied on that money, and you were standing there like, literally, I've just got back from the dumps, babe, like, and I didn't even know you, I knew of you, but I didn't even know you, and you were like, can, I, can you just let me in? So, and, and you literally <laughs> let me in and you just worked the room. I've never seen anyone work the room like you worked the room, honestly. <laughs> it was amazing. And that's how I then got involved, obviously, then actually met you, got involved with you. And so, yeah, we, you're right. We then planned the first celebrity shoe auction at the Royal Society of Medicine, and I didn't, right? Where yeah, I and I didn't know, I didn't know how, how we would have an event because I didn't know anything about events then. And yeah. then, the, obviously, shoe thing involved and you were like, you know, live auction. Yeah, and then... Having at the Royal, for having our first one, you know, at the Royal Society of Medicine was in, incredible, and yeah, um, yeah. and you know, celebrities came to it, and we screened yeah. the documentary, and we had the shoes live, and you know, yeah. it had like some of the celebrities who whose shoes were there themselves. It was, you know, it was, yeah. it was really really exciting. It's, um, yeah, it was. It was, one, it it was, was. Actually, it was a great event. Really fantastic. Yeah. And so and then since then, we've done a few more, haven't we? So we didn't we don't do them every year. We do them every few years just to kind of yeah. like, um, spread, spread it out a little bit. And we did one at, do you remember the Jalouse one we did at the nightclub? We did the Jalouse yeah. nightclub where we did a kind of like a very different sort of like slightly dark, moody nightclub vibe, which was actually also really good, wasn't it? And we did some, we also did some, a live auction there as well. But I think we found out quite quickly that actually... Um, 
live auctions are really, really dependent on big, big spenders in the audience, if we're going to be totally transparent, right? So, yeah. um, and when you've, got, when you've got lots of friends that are supporting you, which is amazing, but they don't necessarily want to spend thousands of pounds on shoes, the best way to really sell those sort of things is online, is an online auction. And that's yeah, when totally. we sort of like shift, shifted it onto kind of like eBay and started really kind of like, and that's when the money really started to kind of... Yeah, and also... In, right? the time where you um kind of put together those two things by having um, mm. um the exhibition of celebrity shoes yes we so did that at Greek of, street right the shoes yeah it was Greek amazing street. yeah yeah, in yeah fact, was all of the events have been so so different which oh. is really important because yeah they you know, have you're right we're doing the same thing every year and it's really important to like make that make each event really different yeah. even though we've got the same kind of content we've got the same shoes yeah. so how can you present them and it's amazing how yeah. differently they've been presented so the last yeah. one was we 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 timed it with the celebrity the online auction and so what it was the, the exhibition of celebrity shoes was like basically you could go and see this like pop-up exhibition yeah. of the shoes that were online view the shoe and then go and purchase it <laughs> That's exactly what we did. That's what we did. And it was really good. It was really, really yeah. good. Yeah, um, it was, yeah. So, yeah. What's, so for, for those that don't know, obviously I know all those sort of numbers, but for those that don't know, what's the most we've actually made in a year on a celebrity shoe auction at the moment? Was it, is it around the 45? No, 40, I think it was, I think the, the most was like 57,000. Okay. Yeah, which was the very highest. And we had, and we were doing, we, the auction was on ebay.com. So we had a lot of, a, a big American audience for that one. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it's always around between 40 and 40 and 50,000 every, yeah, every which year. Which is incredible. It's mad. It's amazing, isn't it? It's from, from old, old celebrity shoes, the amount of money people, I mean, these crazy fans that buy these shoes, it's just incredible. So thank you to all of you crazy fans. I do mean that in the nicest possible way. Well, actually, <laughs> but, um... you know, I've got to say, I, I'm one of the crazy fans. because. Which um, shoes I, do you have? You kept I... Sigourney Weavers, didn't you? You bought, bought <laughs> Sigourney really, Weavers. I, I bought Sigourney Weavers that she wore for all the aliens publicity um so they're quite it's quite kind of iconic 80s monolos and i and nice. i love them and the right size yeah and which is difficult because i've got really big feet so the only ones i can fit into are sigourney weaver kate winslet um and oh, i can't even think of any others but you know there's some was, good ones what hannah's just asked what was the most expensive pair sold do you think can you remember to date yeah, was it well, a couple of years ago when we did, was it? Yeah, I, well, actually, I feel like it was two years we've ago. Got, we've got this big runner now who's just taken over, who's who's winning every year, and that is in in the shoe auction and in his work is Lewis Hamilton. So for the right. last three years, Lewis Hamilton's shoes have gone for in excess of six thousand. Before we had Lewis Hamilton, there was more of a race, and we had yeah. some really high ones, including Tom Hiddleston. Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Mick Jagger, yeah. Ronnie Wood, they were always up there in, you know, like five to six thousand. Um, mm -hmm. And Chris Martin. Um, so, yeah, Chris then, Martin, that's what I wanted to talk to you about as well. We'll come back to him in a minute. And then women, um, Kylie Minogue, Natalie Portman, and Emma Watson have always been the three highest women. Yeah, yeah. And um, I always, because I'm a size five, and I actually, celebrity women either have really big feet or actually really tiny feet. They're they have really tiny size. feet. Really tiny. No, it's mainly tiny really. feet. Yeah, they are. They really yeah. are. Yeah. Kylie's, Even little... Kylie's was really tiny. Oh, I, I just, I just, I don't know if it was just me, but I just lost you a little bit there. Only for a second. It was like Are a you... lightning bolt. Okay. Oh, right. Okay, fine. Good, good, good. Um, so Emma's, Emma's asking, what about Tom Jones? Tom Jones is an absolute star, isn't it? He gives them I a, love a Tom pair of shoes almost every year, doesn't he? He does it every year. He has an amazing stylist yeah. who um, really you know takes care about the, the shoes he chooses he's like now these are some fabulous yeah. shoes that tom wore at you know the live the live recording of the voice on this day or you know so it's great when there's like a yeah. story behind them like that so tom tom yeah. jones yeah. every year absolutely brilliant we love him so much brilliant yeah what a babe totally he really is a babe okay so let's have a little talk let's talk a little bit more about um where this money goes to and what we're doing now. Because obviously we've moved on a lot in the last 10 years. Things have really changed and, and kind of like, even whilst our, you know, the, the charities and your kind of like um, views and ideas for the charity all stay at the heart of it. You know, we've, we've, we've sort of moved around with different sort of concepts and to, to see what works and what doesn't work. And, yeah. and so where, where were we, can you sort of give us a bit of a sort of an overview of where we are now and the projects that, that are going on? So now, obviously we've done projects now in 
like oh maybe 11 or 12 countries mm -hmm. so 11 11 or 12 dumps in eight or nine countries and um we try and group the um the countries together so that we yeah. you know lessen our carbon footprint when we're traveling there so we do groups together so we do southeast asia and at the moment um we're doing east africa so we have live pro like as in projects that are running every day um two of them in kenya in nairobi and one in masaka in uganda and basically we provide an alternative space place play for um children from the rubbish dumps to go instead of the rubbish dumps um and you know they can do we obviously have hygiene and feeding and medical care and play and informal education me being that most of our children are illiterate so we don't have like a standard syllabus but we will be we, our idea is that we're bringing children up to school level so that they, they yeah. can then go to school yeah this is this is one of the projects one of the initiatives i really loved the most when you came up with the concept for it was the play in the playgrounds you know because coming from having seen the dump having seen the dump with my own eyes kind of like in cambodia and just how awful and how how unbelievably sad those little children's faces were you know and i mean little I know, Tudor, as we all know you know so it's just, it breaks as a mum now as a new mum now mm. it's just it's so I mean, sad it's, it's awful really there. sad watching them play that is yeah, a that, really sad thing it. when and when they're looking they're playing with say, rubbish you know they're, know. they're messing around they're, trying to find rubbish oh, and it's just awful and they're, so playing, actually, and they're finding old toys and stuff or bits yeah. of rubbish that they're using as toys yeah. and you see yeah. them with like you know broken plane playing and stuff or yeah. with, you mentioned Tida seeing those girls her and her little group of girlfriends yeah. um in their that they made a, sh a shack which I guess is the equivalent of a Wendy house and they're having a tea party um and it was just so grim but you could see what yeah. they were doing and they were doing exactly the playing yeah, yeah. exactly the same way that you know ch children in the west and ch you know children yeah. with money play and yeah. um it's yeah it's, it's kind of heartbreaking to see that but that initiative but then yeah to bring to bring that initiative then to one of our africa projects was just yeah. like it was amazing it was and it's such a simple concept play it's also know, but... an amazing way to keep them occupied while yeah. giving out shoes because we always yeah. used to do this the wrong way around <laughs> I know you know this now you've got a baby it's like keeping them entertained but we used to try and give out shoes and then on the side try and keep them entertained in a line yeah. 150 children it's impossible so we thought all right let's yeah. turn this around let's do something that the children can be entertained with and while they're playing give them out their shoes give them out and we call that masquerade because the idea behind that is that we are concealing the fact that we're giving out aid to them. We're giving yeah. out aid to these children, but we don't want them to know that we're, they're a charity or that we're giving yeah, them yeah. anything. We want them to have pride and dignity and to be playing and to be like, oh, what, I get to keep these shoes? That's great, because there's a yeah. difference to anyone between um, aid and a present, you know? Because yeah. every, like, you, you get a present, you're like, oh, thanks. You don't yeah. feel like, oh, okay, you gave me a present because you feel sorry for me. That, that, absolutely. That's not... different. Yeah. And it's really made a difference. And so we, you know, this way of starting is doing, doing plays um, and doing playgrounds. And, and so people are playing yeah. and we're doing kind of, you know, um, just like a kind of role play play and, yeah. and giving out aid at the same time. Like we could be yeah. doing a story and in the story, we're like crossing a river or putting on shoes or brushing our teeth. And mm -hmm. during those things that we're acting out, we're, they're actually getting those items that they need. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and for those that haven't seen any pictures or just want to know some more information, obviously on anything that we're talking about, small steps projects org is uh, the place to go and just have a little look and uh, all off the Facebook, Instagram, always things going on on there as well. So, and you can see pictures of this amazing playground that's been sort of like set up and, um, and it's uh, one of the, one of many amazing initiatives. Um, other ones that I think are amazing are the sanitary, um, you know, um, projects and also the, with, with, the, with all the girls and also with the period the projects toilets, we the, do. Yeah. Yeah. the period project the period project sorry yeah um and um and then and then the green toilets that we sort of all helped eco with toilets. this year as well our eco toilets which is the and, and, again another you know you're, you're living on a dump but it doesn't mean that you want to do a number two there you know so let's um let's let's 
but you know so well, to give we, them just a bit of dignity is kind of like yeah. allow them and, and teach them how to do it themselves which is also a big part of it the, i mean the best the best thing about the toilets is they're waterless right so they're they're waterless yeah. eco-compostable rubbish dumps yeah. uh, sorry toilets which means that you mix um wood chipping sawdust yeah. poo <laughs> and lactobacillus solution which right. we train everyone how to make and it's made out of like normal kitchen items um, basically it's a it's a mixture of, of different compounds from rice water and glucose so i won't i won't go into the recipe now but it's very simple to make and anyone can make it very cheaply and that combination mix you mix that and then you seal it and it becomes mm. manure which you can then yeah. use in the gardens, which is another massive initiative which we're doing at the moment. This kind of we're doing a focus yeah. on food security and teaching children how to grow their food, pick their food, eat their food. Um, yeah, so they and also at the same time food. turning and also at the same time turning sections of what is a really sort of grim environment and, and a rubbish dump and taking sections of it, which are like some of our kind of like workers are, are doing, our amazing workers out there on the ground mm. are doing, and turning sections of these awful dumps into beautiful little green oasis it's amazing i mean one of them we have this playground in the middle of a rubbish dump and, and i've taken yeah. a photo from above where you can see this wasteland around it and it yeah. is exactly like you say it's like a little oasis yeah. with these beautiful brightly colored swings and plants growing everywhere and it's you know there's yeah. a safe space where children yeah. can go and play while their parents are working on the rubbish dump yeah yeah absolutely no it's Gosh, there's so many things going on, aren't there? And there's still so much that we can do. So, um, what what about what's what's happening future-wise, kind of thing? Or what's Hannah said? Hannah said, how many workers are out there at any given time? That's what Hannah wants to know. Out, well, out there is in they actually live out there. We have, we've only got local yeah. local workers. We will we'll send yeah. experts when when they're needed um, to set up wash, set up lactobacillus toilets, help setting up gardening or projects. But generally, we employ all local staff, and we usually have about five staff on each project um yeah yeah um and they work bloody hard don't they and so, so actually this is this takes us actually to kind of like covid and and whilst we've sort of like mm. done done covid to, to death um over the last few months i think it's really important that we talk about it from a sort of like dump project perspective because you know we're struggling with kind of like isolating and kind of you know um, and dealing with all everything that comes with kind of like corona and covid-19 um we're struggling in the in our in our little kind of like bubbles that we live in in our in you know in our western luxury lifestyles in comparison but actually these kids are living on these rubbish dumps and they're also having to self isolate and and, and in getting a slum into, and, with in a slum of people yeah absolutely with no access to water yeah and i mean also, it's incredibly it's incredibly yeah. difficult but i think that because we have such a massive focus on hygiene, like it is a thing that we are trying to introduce. So we have lots of tippy taps, which is um, hand washing stations made out of recycled yeah. materials where you can basically wash your hands without touching anything. So you use a pedal on the, I'm doing it with my foot, I don't know why, but you use a pedal on the floor. I know what you mean, genius, yeah, yeah. Pedal on the floor <laughs> and that um, lowers um, like a bottle, like a big canister with water and wash your yeah. hands in it. So, so we'd already started doing a lot of that. And really for, for us, what we just, so all, you know, washing your hands, using sanitizer, um, not touching, all this kind of thing. We just basically, like, you know, just tripled, quadrupled it um, to, so that we were doing it, you know, loads and loads. It wasn't like we were started teaching something new, but actually no. it, it meant that everyone was, was really really more aware and they were like oh and it's also yeah. helped us teach about germs because that's a very difficult concept to explain to people and everyone being you know being really aware of covid like we have to wash our hands okay you have to wash your hands all the time and not touch your face on a rubbish dump every single day anyway it's like i mean the virus you know we're always getting viruses on rubbish dumps it like living on a rubbish dump is basically like living with the threat of covid for your entire life so you know it's it's the, it's the same the same situation yeah. but yeah i mean the self-isolation is a complete nightmare because you're asking people who don't have homes or yeah. who live in really cramped conditions to stay home it's completely yeah. and there's also really strict and there's also really strict regulations, isn't there? Out there, what well, there certainly were. Um, you know, oh, there are. Yeah. If you if you can't if you if you're not home, you can get into serious trouble. You get arrested. And actually, yeah. most of the, and most of the people who are living on the rubbish dump don't have technically homes, and so they're also kind of getting arrested and then falling yeah. into kind of like worse worse situations, which is just well, dire. Yeah, or, you know, you even know, worse I, than. 
it's 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 when they first started lockdown and the, these fines yeah and we we realized so we said right to all the kids like you will have to go into self-isolation we have to close the school yeah. we were left with yeah. i think um 17 children yeah. and they didn't have anywhere to go to and it wasn't you know we knew that they didn't have homes but they were staying with friends or they were staying with family but in time of crisis um those friends or family weren't you know financially or you know they weren't capable of looking after you know extra children so we realized oh we've got all these extra children we've got nowhere for them to go and our staff on the um, massacre project obviously raised this concern they were like okay we've got this list of children they've got nowhere to go we're gonna stay and i was like what or who and they were like all of us so five um five staff and we've got seven actually over there remember five staff all offered to go in self-isolation at our centre. We got government permission and we turned our day centre, which is normally for about 100 children, into a residential centre for 17 children in 48 hours. And they Incredible. all stayed. Yeah. Though, didn't they realise it's going to be three months? So <laughs> no, like, well, I don't think anyone did. You know, but three months they stayed in isolation in our centre. That I, I think the only positive, they did what I guess a lot of other people have been doing, is they just started planting stuff. You know, their gardens were amazing. Yeah. They were just growing all these vegetables. And, and um, we're, as we're coming out of it now, you know, we're working out how to come out of it and to reintroduce yeah. the other children. And our project manager for Hardside, well, the biggest problem is that they, they don't want to leave because <laughs> it's been so nice. <laughs> so, you know, they've got this massive so we, we need to apply playground. For we need to apply for permanent residency now, don't we? A permanent yeah. kind of like, and build build our own little kind of like small steps village then, or the little we, dump village. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we don't we don't want to um, be or try and be an orphanage, but we do mm. need to re reflect on that and to realise that in certain situations we do need emergency care. Like yeah. you're talking about people getting arrested. We had seven under seven year olds were arrested by the police and brought to our centre, and the police were like, right. We found these kids on another dump. Can you take? Do you know, them? I didn't know that. I didn't. No. And we were like, um, well, no, we can't because we're we're in quarantine. Then we had to speak to a local school, which was empty near mm. us, and they let us have it. So we we took in these other seven children. And during COVID and just after lockdown, so um, our project managers managed to reunite all those children with their families. Oh wow! So I think the point of having emergency residential care is not a long-term solution it's it's mm -hmm. an emergency solution and then from there you because know, it's a terrible thing if you have a day center and then you say to a child at the end say okay bye you're going home what yeah. they've got no home to go to and you just how do you sleep knowing yeah, or where yeah. have they gone yeah yeah absolutely well i think we did, did an amazing well like you and the, and the team did absolutely fantastically during this time and i know that it's ongoing still and, and, and like you say yeah. we're going to take lessons from that and see what we can and see how we can help further so well we're hopefully coming out of it and no, hopefully not going into a second wave um and by the sounds of things there's been some really positive stuff going on on the dumps as well with the with the green projects as well as the um, yeah. um all, the, all the planting and everything and, and the kids feeling really safe which is probably one of the most important things that they, they felt safe during this time um yeah. and they felt supported and looked after again which um they probably don't get very often so um so well, they do I with guess... us talking as that i'm just showing you yes, my t-shirt i know i we love like... those my t-shirts live... at home i'm so sorry i didn't bring no, it with so... me but <laughs> we we want them to live in love not landfill and uh, so honestly that that's that's why we have these t-shirts and that yeah. is how we feel and and i do think there is that definite feeling of, of family on our projects where these children yeah. you know they do feel feel loved yes, and they do. if by providing this like happy loving alternative space where there's like cool place to play nice food yeah. then they stop going to the rubbish dump which is exactly yeah. what we want to to achieve yeah absolutely absolutely and, and you are achieving it babe for sure so um, so um, much. You're, you're, you're working your magic, which is amazing. Um, don't stop. Um, so I, I don't. I have no idea what time it is. I really. I literally. I, I, all I know is it's, I'm, it's going, exactly by, I'm going by the sun. Is it? I'm going by the sun at the moment. The sun is about to set here in Greece. So it's kind of. Going it, by I think the it sun. is. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. I, I am. I am. <laughs> um, so um, just to kind of round us back up again, we're, 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 you know, we've got some wonderful, wonderful corporate donor partners that we uh, have been with us for a long time. Um, and really do support a lot of our projects ongoing, which is amazing. Um, but um, we are obviously always looking for um, donations and ways that we can donate. And if for those that are listening now, um, if you want to do something, if you want to be sponsored, if you want to, you know, please do it for small steps projects. We're always, always looking for people to do kind of like lovely, crazy things and, and, and yeah. um, 
and support of small steps and to bring us kind of back to the sort of celebrity shoe auction it, it's a big thing for us every year and we're just about to start talking about um how we're going to do it this year in kind of like light of kind of like you know covid and what we're going to do to get the, and we're the all, biggest we're impact we're after a couple of the Tour de France racers who are starting are. actually in France soon. There's um, Chris Froome and who else are we looking oh, for? Oh, hang on a second. It was um, Peter Sagan. Is that his name? Peter Sagan, Sagan and Chris Sagan. Froome. Yeah. We, we're after you. We know, yeah. we know they're setting off from France and we thought that would be great to have some of the yeah. Tour de France shoes, watch them go all the way around France and then get them to sign them and, and give them to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subtle hints. <laughs> so, if any of you, so any, if any of you know any amazing, any know any celebrities that want to donate any shoes, then amazing. And it's a then, really easy uh, thing to do online as well. And seems as people, you know, a lot of people who are stuck indoors, well, you can't use your shoes, can you? So you might as well donate them, sign them, and donate them. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, yeah. And maybe, maybe all these celebrities. Like Hannah just said slippers, and I think all these sort of like celebrities that are wearing these fabulous slippers, like they're yeah. in their house shoes over yes. the last six months. Let's get those in. <laughs> Definitely. Might be a little bit smelly, but <laughs> yeah. That's fine. Some of our smelliest shoes have gone really high, Gillian yeah. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. Were but they? They, they, okay, yeah, they weren't. And we, and we marketed them as that. I mean, what could we say? Like, they were mouldy and smelly. And they went so high. Um, because, so you know, oh, these, these um, X-Files fans... They're, they're a bit freaky. Yeah, they, 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 As a lot they of shoe are people are. We're all a bit freaky, us shoe people. Very true. Very true. Very true. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> These shoe fetishes that we have. All right. Well, look, lovely. I, I, it, thank you so much. I'm so glad we made it work second time round. Oh, thank you um, for having me again. And, and um, oh, no, you're welcome. And if everyone could follow us, we're on Small Steps Project yeah. on Instagram, Small Steps Docs on Twitter. So, yeah you know follow us and see what we're doing because yeah, the short option is is starting imminently soon yes yeah. it is absolutely absolutely so um uh lovely well look honey have a lovely evening um Thank i you. hope you relax i'm sorry I, I you know i didn't mention it at the beginning but um you know with your root canal i just but those I did have root know, canal I this morning. she had root canal this morning so i was, it was such a go whether she was going to join us but um so, but it's but not as bad as last time i had root know. last time i had root canals on a rubbish dump and um and but it was really bad and it took hours and hours and hours and i was really out of it and apparently the first thing i said to the dentist like when i came to was can i go on a rubbish truck can i go on the dump and he was like no you've got a hole in your mouth oh, yeah. so you absolutely cannot do that and i was like how long so and i how was back <laughs> yeah, I was back on the rubbish dump within a week with a bit of cotton wool stuck in my of mouth. Of course you were, babe, because you're amazing. So I just, <laughs> I just want to read out a couple of comments, though, because people have been so lovely today because you've really Aww. just kind of like, you've touched a lot of people, babe. So um, we've got, we've got, we've got um, the lovely Mitch has just said, these projects are amazing, warms my heart. So I'm just trying, I can't see because of pictures. Warms my heart. Um, there are people like you and that people like, uh, with hearts like you, um, like yours. Sorry, I haven't got my glasses on and it's getting dark. <laughs> um, Han says, buy a t-shirt. Yes, buy a t-shirt it's, it's, it, it's a link on the website but also it's, it's the t-shirt meal the tea meal is that right yep tea meal t-shirt yeah so yeah. and um we have destination love not landfill as well it was a bit more masculine but as you can see this is the one tote bags tote bags this is the one that has been modeled by chris martin and helena christensen thank you guys thank you. yeah <laughs> thanks um, um has said Emma said you've been amazing Amy which is lovely oh, so thank and you I've had some lovely comments which I haven't kind of like lots of kisses and lots of waves and lots of hearts babe so you're amazing well, yeah from I mean, Laura so well done you babe thank you so much we're always looking for volunteers um so yeah get in contact if you definitely if you are interested in and there's so many different bits of small steps there's so there many are. steps that people can get involved in from you know events to fundraising to shoes to volunteering to you know so many different things that, that people yeah. can do and every little step makes a difference so do get in contact yeah, if you want to take part absolutely absolutely all right brilliant lovely well thank you for joining me again and um well i will speak to you tomorrow okay <laughs> and, uh, we will i will see the rest of you in two weeks time when we've got another amazing guest um so in the meantime have a lovely evening and um lots of love from greece tonight and from france down there um and um yeah we'll see you soon bye see you later bye, bye. so we are um reconnecting okay is this working properly
Hello. Is everyone there? Okay, all right, okay, so not sure what happened. Went on a little bit just then, so sorry, we can hear me. Okay, cool, I've just invited Small Steps Project, so hopefully, there we go. Hello. Hi. Hi, sorry, my internet just froze, so I didn't actually see any of the messages and I didn't actually realise that you'd already, like, requested to join, so. I was hello. waving. Hi. Oh, sorry, babe. Hi, hello, hello, <laughs> hello, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, how are you? Good, I'm alright, thank you, my love. Yeah, I'm good. I was just kind of like giving everybody the lowdown, just kind of like on why we do the huddle. And um, obviously you were meant to be a guest a few weeks ago and we had bad internet issues with you in France and me in the Alps somewhere. Um, so um, it's good to have you here. Thank you for coming back, babe. Thanks for having me. So for those of you that don't know, uh, this is the absolutely brilliant and massive hearted um, Amy Hansen. She is the um, CEO of the wonderful charity Small Steps Project. Um, and I am honoured to be uh, a trustee of and I've been involved with the charity for about um, almost 10 years now. Mm -hmm. um, and um, also a very good friend of uh, myself and also of St. Jane. Uh, so uh, we're going to be talking all things about kind of like the charity. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about COVID and how that's kind of like affected the project and the charity work and that sort of stuff. And, and, and we're going to be looping in some event stuff as well and how Plain Jane are helping Amy with, with the events things as well. So to kick things off, babe, do you want to kind of like just tell us a little bit about you and where you've come from and kind of like how you ended up kind of like being the CEO of this wonderful charity? Yeah, so um, I'm from London and um, I used to be um, a celebrity reporter and um which didn't make me feel great about life <laughs> and um someone had and, to have been and then um one day um well i was i was away um volunteering and i was working in an hiv hospice and i said to one of the doctors where are all the other children who don't aren't so fortunate as to come to your project and they said oh they're at the rubbish dump and i was like what and so they took me up there to see this rubbish dump in Phnom Penh, the Stungmenchi rubbish dump. And it just blew my mind. It was just, I, I just saw like mountains and mountains, like a whole, like a country, like a, like a town of rubbish with children playing in rubbish, living in rubbish. Their homes were made of rubbish, like kind of like, it was like a rabbit warren of rubbish and then eating rubbish. It was so, so shocking. Yeah. And as I was walking around, I was wearing um, Wellington boots and everyone kept asking me if they could have my Wellington boots. And generally, when you're in London, most capital cities, people ask you for stuff and you kind of, always no 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 sorry not now I haven't got any change and sometimes you know you you can stop and go okay what do you actually need because mm -hmm. sometimes when you're confronted with hundreds and hundreds of people asking for help it feels really overwhelming but when you stop and break it down hence why we call small steps it it becomes achievable so basically yeah. I said to them okay well how many people are there here there are a, a thousand and shoot Wellington boots at that time, this is quite a long time ago, Yeah, were three pounds. So I needed three grand. So I was like, all right, that's doable. So um, I asked all my friends on Facebook. This is before people raised money on Facebook. So everyone yeah. was like, all right, I'll give you three pounds to, to donate. And, and I made the money in a week. And I went back and gave out everyone in this rubbish dump all the kids on this rubbish dump, Wellington Boots. And as I was leaving, a um, film company said to me, can you, have you made a document? Can you make a documentary? And I was like, yeah, sure. So I made a documentary, which was, <laughs> I use that term loosely. It was um, me and a friend filming <laughs> while giving out thousands of pairs of shoes in 40 degrees heat. And um, we called the film Small Steps. And then when I got back to, London I screened it at Soho House and loads and loads of people came and then it got in the papers and everyone just started sending me money to do it again and so I did and then people kept sending me money and I kept doing it again and I kept doing it again and we kept giving out shoes but the longer that I did shoes for the more um 
more problems arose and the, the, the more solutions we needed to find. So we started with shoes and now we, um, you know, run whole, whole centres. And, and our yeah. idea is that, you know, we're providing a choice for children to take small steps off rubbish dumps. Amazing, honey. It's such a lovely story. Every time I hear it, it kind of gives me goosebumps. And I've heard it so many times now. And you, and you, and you also tell it. You also tell it brilliantly. But it is a, it's, a, it's um, what you do is incredible. And like I said at the Aww, beginning, you have you. such a such a massive heart. And I think you need to with a project like this. And for those of you that don't know, I I've been a, I've been a trustee now for a number of years, but been involved with the charity char charity almost since the beginning, sort of ten years or so. And mm. um. And I went out, I came out with you, didn't I, in 2013? Yeah. Was it 2013? Yeah. Yeah, you came yeah. to a really early one when we were still just giving out yeah. shoes before we still, and actually just before this chat, I did ask if you would come out and for our 10 year anniversary yeah. and see how the projects have changed so much in 10 years. Yeah, yeah, and definitely, and that's something I would absolutely love to do for sure. And it, it, it's a shame that I'm not going back to Cambodia, which is where I went to one of mm. our first projects. Um, but uh, but it, it, it would be amazing to go out to Africa, to go out to Kenya or Uganda and have a look at those projects. So and then, so yeah, go on. I was going to say, and then you, you did our first ever event. Yeah, absolutely, we did. And then so off the back of all of this kind of like all of this uh, promotion of, of kind of like all your friends and all your kind of like celebrity friends, that's when you've basically had the idea of like, let's actually use these celebrity contacts. Let's exactly. use this kind of like this journalism contact and let's do something really amazing with it to raise money. Once every, once you stop asking your kind of like friends for money, there's only so much you can ask your friends for money, isn't it really? So like the idea of then switching it up and then asking the public and then strangers for it and how are you going to do it so can you tell us a little bit about how that how the sort of celebrity shoe auction came about yeah well actually it was in a an, an interview really early on and and um I just randomly said oh if every celebrity I've interviewed would give me a pair of their shoes I could sell yeah. their shoes and use that to buy shoes for children who need them like the Robin Hoods of shoes and then I <laughs> said it so I had to do it and I was like oh is this going to work? And, and I emailed the celebrities and they all like my, you know, I did it myself first. I had lots of people helping me and teams yeah. and volunteers helping me. But the first year I did it myself. So I was emailing or tweeting my contacts and being like, hi, Ricky Gervais, can I have your shoes? <laughs> and they all said yes. And I was really actually quite surprised because I'm not going to mention the paper that I work for, but needless to say, it's not the most popular or, um, you know, charitable newspaper of them all. So I think maybe the celebrities were really relieved that I was doing something, something doing else. Something good, giving something. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, no, exactly. So anyway, yeah. they, they all started, and you know, some really big ones were who were first yeah. in, still do it to this day. Ricky Gervais, Kate Moss, Simon Pegg, all the North London locals. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yes, yeah, so we just started like that, and then I guess. You know, the first the first time we did it, I remember actually when I first got back from a, a dump project, yeah. I met I met you at an event, as in I came to see you at an event, and you said, you oh, did. Do, you ever, do you ever do an event? And I thought, what is she talking about? Well, you tried to wangle your way into my event because I had no money at all. I was just starting out at the beginning of Plain Jane, like before I had any events, and I, I, was, doing a, I was doing a paid event for Valentine's, a non-Valentine's event for single people, and I, was, and I relied on that money, and you were standing there like, literally, I've just got back from the dumps, babe. Like, and I didn't even know you. I knew of you, but I didn't even know you, and you were like, can, I, can you just let me in? So, and, and you literally, I let you in and you just worked the room. I've never seen anyone work the room like you worked the room, honestly. <laughs> it was amazing. And that's how I then got involved, obviously, then actually met you, got involved with you. And so, yeah, we, you're right. We then planned the first celebrity shoe auction at the Royal Society of Medicine. And I didn't, right, yeah, I and I didn't know, I didn't know how, how we would have an event because I didn't know anything about events then. And yeah. then the, obviously the shoe thing involved and you were like, you know, live auction. Yeah, and then... Having at the Royal, having our first one, you know, at the Royal Society of Medicine was in, incredible, and yeah, um, and you know, celebrities came to it, and we screened yeah. the documentary, and we had the shoes live, and you know, yeah. we had like some of the celebrities who whose shoes were there themselves. It was, you know, it was, yeah. it was really really exciting. It's, um, yeah, it was. It was, one, it, it, was, was. Actually, it was a great I, event. Really fantastic. Yeah. And so and then since then, we've done a few more, haven't we? So we didn't we don't do them every year. We do them every few years just to kind of yeah. like, um, spread, spread it out a little bit. And we did one at, do you remember the Jalouse one we did at the nightclub? We did the Jalouse yeah. nightclub where we did a kind of like a very different sort of like slightly dark, moody nightclub vibe, which was actually also really good, wasn't it? And we did some, we also did some, a live auction there as well. But I think we found out quite quickly that actually... Um, 
live auctions are really really dependent on big big spenders in the audience if we're going to be totally transparent right yeah. so um and when you've got when you've got lots of friends that are supporting you which is amazing but they don't necessarily want to spend thousands of pounds on shoes the best way to really sell those sort of things is online is an online auction and that's yeah, when totally. we sort of like shif shifted it onto kind of like ebay and started really kind of like and that's when the money really started to kind of yeah and also in, right? the time where you um kind of put together those two things by having um, mm. um the exhibition of celebrity shoes yes we so did that at Greek of, street right the yeah it was amazing yeah. yeah in yeah, fact yeah, all of the events have been so so different which oh. is really important because yeah they you know, have you're right we're doing the same thing every year and it's really important to like make that make each event really different yeah. even though we've got the same kind of content we've got the same shoes yeah. so how can you present them and it's amazing how yeah. differently they've been presented so the last one yeah. we did was we 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 timed it with the celebrity the online auction and so what it was the, the exhibition of celebrity shoes was like basically you could go and see this like pop-up exhibition yeah. of the shoes that were online view the shoe and then go and purchase it <laughs> That's exactly what we did. That's what we did. And it was really good. It was really, really yeah. good. Yeah, um, it was, yeah. So, yeah. What's, so for, for those that don't know, obviously I know all those sort of numbers, but for those that don't know, what's the most we've actually made in a year on a celebrity shoe auction at the moment? Was it, is it around the 45? 50, no, I think 50, it was, 50, I think the, the most was like 55, 57,000. Okay. Yeah, which was the very highest. And we had, and we were doing, we, the auction was on eBay.com. So we had a lot of a, a big American audience for that one. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it's always around between 40 and 40 and 50,000 every, yeah, every which year. Which is incredible. It's mad. It's amazing, isn't it? It's from, from and if, old, old celebrity shoes, the amount of money people, I mean, these crazy fans that buy these shoes is just incredible. So thank you to all of you crazy fans. I do mean that in the nicest possible way. Well, actually, <laughs> but, um, you know, I've got to say, I, I'm one of the crazy fans because... Which um, shoes I, do you have? You kept I, Sigourney Weavers, didn't you? You bought, bought I Sigourney I Weavers. Did, I, I bought Sigourney Weavers that she wore for all the aliens publicity um so they're quite it's quite kind of iconic 80s manolos and i, and nice. I love them and I the white size yeah and which is difficult because i've got really big feet so the only ones i can fit into are sigourney weaver kate winslet um and well, i can't even think of any others but you know there's some was, good ones what hannah's just asked what was the most expensive pair sold do you think can you remember to date yeah, was it well, a couple of years ago when we did, was it? Yeah, I, well, actually, I feel like it was two years we've ago. Got, we've got this big runner now who's just taken over, who's, who's winning every year. And that is in, in the shoe auction and in his work is Lewis Hamilton. So for the right, last yeah. three years, Lewis Hamilton's shoes have gone for in excess of 6,000. Before we had Lewis Hamilton, there was more of a race. And we had yeah. some really high ones, including Tom Hiddleston, Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Mick Jagger, yeah. Ronnie Wood, they were always up there in, you know, like five to 6,000 um, mm -hmm. and Chris Martin. Um, so, yeah, Chris then, Martin, that's what I wanted to talk to you about as well. We'll come back to him in a minute. And then women, um, Kylie Minogue, Natalie Portman and Emma Watson have always been the three highest women. Yeah, yeah. And um, I always, because I'm a size five, and I actually, celebrity women either have really big feet or actually really tiny feet. They're they all have really tiny five. feet. Really tiny. Not it's mainly tiny feet. feet. Yeah, they are. They really yeah. are. Yeah. Kylie's, Kylie's was really tiny. Oh, I, I just, I just, I don't know if it was just me, but I just lost you a little bit there. Only for a second. It was like a lightning bolt. Okay. Oh, right. Okay, fine. Good, good, good. Um, so Emma, Emma's asking, what about Tom Jones? Tom Jones is an absolute star, isn't it? He gives a, I love a, a pair Tom of shoes Jones. almost every year, doesn't he? He does it every year. He has an amazing stylist yeah. who um, really, you know, takes care about the, the shoes he chooses. He's like, now these are some fabulous yeah. shoes that Tom wore at, you know, the live, the live recording of The Voice on this day. Or, you know, so it's great when there's like a yeah. story behind them like that. So Tom, Tom yeah. Jones, yeah. every year, absolutely brilliant. We love him so much. Brilliant. Yeah, what a babe. Totally. He really is a babe. Okay, so let's have a little talk. Let's talk a little bit more about um, where this money goes to and what we're doing now. Because obviously we've moved on a lot in the last 10 years. Things have really changed and, and kind of like, even whilst our, you know, the, the charities and your kind of like... Um, views and ideas for the charity or stay at the heart of it you know we've we've sort of moved around with different sort of concepts and to, to see what works and what doesn't work and yeah and so where where were we can you sort of give us a bit of a sort of an overview of where we are now and the projects that, that are going on so now obviously we've done projects now in 
like oh maybe 11 or 12 countries mm -hmm. so 11 11 or 12 dumps in eight or nine countries and um we try and group the um the countries together so that we yeah. you know lessen our carbon footprint when we're traveling there so we do groups together so we do southeast asia and at the moment um we're doing east africa so we have live pro like as in projects that are running every day um two of them in kenya in nairobi and one in masaka in uganda yeah. And basically, we provide an alternative space, place, play for um, children from the rubbish dumps to go instead of the rubbish dumps. Um, and, you know, they can do, we obviously have hygiene and feeding and medical care and play and informal education. Me being that most of our children are illiterate. So we don't have like a standard syllabus, but we will be, we, our idea is that we're bringing children up to school level so that they yeah. can then go to school yeah this is this is one of the projects one of the initiatives i really loved the most when you came up with the concept for it was the play in the playgrounds you know because coming from mm. having seen the dump having seen the dump with my own eyes kind of like in cambodia and just how awful and how how unbelievably sad those little children's faces were you know and I mean little I know, Tudor, as we all know you know so, it's just, it breaks as a mum now as a new mum now mm, it's just it's so I mean, sad it's, it's really there. sad watching them play that is yes, a that, really sad thing when, and when they're looking they're playing so with said, rubbish you know they're, know, they're messing around they're, trying to find rubbish oh and it's just awful and they're, so playing, actually, and they're finding old toys and stuff or bits yeah. of rubbish that they're using as toys yeah. and you see yeah. them with like you know broken plane playing and stuff or yeah. you, you mentioned Tida seeing those girls her and her little group of girlfriends yeah. um in their that they made a, sh a shack which I guess is the equivalent of a Wendy house and they're having a tea party um and it was just so grim but you could see See what yeah. they were doing and they were doing exactly the play yeah, yeah. exactly the same way that you know ch children in the west and ch you know children yeah. with money play and yeah. um it's yeah it's, it's kind of heartbreaking to see that but that initiative but then yeah to bring to bring that initiative then to one of our africa projects was just yeah. like it was amazing it was it's such a simple concept Play, it's also you know, but... an amazing way to keep them occupied while yeah. giving out shoes because we always yeah. used to do this the wrong way around <laughs> i know you know this now you've got a baby it's like keeping them entertained but we used to try and give out shoes and then on the side try and keep them entertained in a line yeah. 150 children it's impossible so we thought all right let's yeah. turn this around let's do something that the children can be entertained with and while they're playing give them out their shoes give them out and we call that masquerade because the idea behind that is that we are concealing the fact that we're giving out aid to them we're giving yeah. out aid to these children but we don't want them to know that we're they're a charity or that we're giving yeah, them yeah. anything we want them to have pride and dignity and to be playing and to be like oh what i get to keep these shoes that's great because there's yeah. difference to anyone between um aid and a present you know, because every, like, you get a present, you're like, oh, thanks. You don't yeah. feel like, oh, okay, you gave me a present because you feel sorry for me. That, that, absolutely. That's not, huge that's different. Not, yeah. And it's really made a difference. And so we, you know, this way of starting is doing, doing plays um, and doing playgrounds. And, and so people are playing yeah. and we're doing kind of, you know, um, just like a kind of role play play and yeah. and giving out aid at the same time like we could be yeah. doing a story and in the story we're like crossing a river or putting on shoes or brushing our teeth and mm -hmm. during those things that we're acting out we're they're actually getting those items that they need yeah yeah it's amazing and, and for those that haven't seen any pictures or just want to know some more information obviously on anything that we're talking about smallstepsproject.org is uh, the place to go and just have a little look and uh, or off the facebook instagram always things going on on there as well so and you can see pictures of this amazing playground that's been sort of like set up and um and it's uh, one of the, one of many amazing initiatives um other ones that i think are amazing are the sanitary um you know um projects and also the with, with, the, with all the girls and also with the period the projects toilets, we the, do yeah the period project the period project sorry yeah um and um and then, and then the green toilets that we sort of all helped eco with toilets. Up this year as well. Our eco toilets, which is the and, and again another. You know, you're, you're living on a dump, but it doesn't mean that you want to do a number two there. You know, so let's um, let's let's 
but you know so well, to give it, them this bit of dignity is kind of like yeah. to allow them and, and teach them how to do it themselves which is also a big part of it the, i mean the best the best thing about the toilets is they're waterless right so they're they're waterless yeah. eco-compostable rubbish dumps yeah. uh, sorry toilets which means that you mix um wood chipping sawdust yeah. poo <laughs> and lactobacillus solution which right. we train everyone how to make and it's made out of like normal kitchen items um, basically it's a it's a mixture of, of different compounds from rice water and glucose so I won't, yeah. I won't go into the recipe now but it's very simple to make and anyone can make it very cheaply and that combination mix you mix that and then you seal it and it becomes mm. manure which you can then yeah. use in the gardens, which is another massive initiative which we're doing at the moment. This kind of we're doing a focus yeah. on food security and teaching children how to grow their food, pick their food, eat their food. Um, yeah, so they and also at the same time in. turning and also at the same time turning sections of what is a really sort of grim environment and, and a rubbish dump and taking sections of it, which are like some of our kind of like workers are, are doing, our amazing workers out there on the ground mm. are doing, and turning sections of these awful dumps into beautiful little green oasis it's amazing i mean one of them we have this playground in the middle of a rubbish dump and, and i've taken yeah. a photo from above where you can see this wasteland around it and it yeah. is exactly like you say it's like a little oasis yeah. with these beautiful brightly colored swings and plants growing everywhere and it's you know there's yeah. a safe space where children yeah. can go and play while their parents are working on the rubbish dump yeah yeah absolutely no it's Gosh, there's so many things going on, aren't there? And there's still so much that we can do. So, um, what what about what's what's happening future-wise, kind of thing? Or what Hannah said, Hannah said, how many workers are out there at any given time? That's what Hannah wants to know. Out, well, out there is in. They actually live out there. We have, we've only got local yeah. local workers. We will we'll send yeah. experts when when they're needed um, to set up wash, set up lactobacillus toilets, help setting up gardening or projects. But generally, we employ all local staff, and we usually have about five staff on each project um yeah. yeah yeah um and they work bloody hard don't they and so, so actually this is this takes us actually to kind of like covid and and whilst we've sort of like mm. done done covid to, to death um over the last few months i think it's really important that we talk about it from a sort of like dump project perspective because you know we're struggling with kind of like isolating and kind of you know um, and dealing with all everything that comes with kind of like corona and covid-19 um we're struggling in the in our in our little kind of like bubbles that we live in in our in you know in our western luxury lifestyles in comparison but actually these kids are living on these rubbish dumps and they're also having to self isolate and and, and in getting a slum into, and with in a slum people yeah absolutely with no access to water yeah and i mean also, it's incredibly and, it's incredibly yeah. difficult but i think that because we have such a massive focus on hygiene, like it is a thing that we are trying to introduce. So we have lots of tippy taps, which is um, hand washing stations made out of recycled yeah. materials where you can basically wash your hands without touching anything. So you use a pedal on the, I'm trying to doing it with my foot, I don't know why, but you use a pedal on the floor. I know genius, yeah, yeah. Pedal on the floor <laughs> and that um, lowers um, like a bottle, like a big canister with water and wash yeah. your hands in it. So, so we'd already started doing a lot of that. And really for, for us, what we just, so all, you know, washing your hands, using sanitizer, um, not touching, all this kind of thing. We just basically, like, you know, just tripled, quadrupled it um, to, so that we were doing it, you know, loads and loads. It wasn't like we were started teaching something new, but actually no. it, it meant that everyone was, was really really more aware and they were like oh and it's also yeah. helped us teach about germs because that's a very difficult concept to explain to people and everyone being you know being really aware of covid like we have to wash our hands okay you have to wash your hands all the time and not touch your face on a rubbish dump every single day anyway it's like i mean the virus you know we're always getting viruses on rubbish dumps it like living on a rubbish dump is basically like living with the threat of covid for your entire life so you know it's it's the, it's the same the same situation yeah. but yeah i mean the self-isolation is a complete nightmare because you're asking people who don't have homes or yeah. who live in really cramped conditions to stay home it's completely yeah. and there's also situation. really strict and there's also really strict regulations, isn't there? Out there, what there certainly were. Um, you know, oh, there are. Yeah. If you if you can't if you if you're not home, you can get into serious trouble. You get arrested. And actually, yeah. Most of the, and most of the people who are living on the rubbish dump don't have technically homes, and so they're also kind of getting arrested and then falling yeah. into kind of like worse worse situations, which is just well, dire. Yeah, you know, you know, even I, worse than. 
it's 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 when they first started lockdown and the, these fines yeah and we we realized so we said right to all the kids like you all have to go into self-isolation we have to close the school yeah. we were left with yeah. i think um 17 children yeah. and they didn't have anywhere to go to and it wasn't you know we knew that they didn't have homes but they were staying with friends or they were staying with family but in time of crisis um those friends or family weren't you know, financially or, you know, we weren't capable of looking after, you know, extra children. So we realised, oh, we've got all these extra children. We've got nowhere for them to go. And our staff on the um, Massacre Project obviously raised this concern. They were like, OK, we've got this list of children. They've got nowhere to go. We're going to stay. And I was like, yeah. well, well, who? Well, they were like, all of us. So five, um, five staff. I think we've got seven actually over there. Remember? Five staff all offered to go in self-isolation at our centre. We got government permission and we turned our day centre, which is normally for about 100 children, into a residential centre for 17 children in 48 hours. And they Incredible. all stayed. Yeah. Don't think they realise it's going to be three months. So <laughs> no, like, I don't think anyone did. You know, but three months they stayed in isolation in our centre. That I, I think the only positive, they did what I guess a lot of other people have been doing, is they just started planting stuff. You know, their gardens were amazing. Yeah. They were just growing all these vegetables. And, and um, we're, as we're coming out of it now, you know, we're working out how to come out of it and to reintroduce yeah. the other children. And our project manager for Hardside, well, the biggest problem is that they, they don't want to leave because <laughs> it's been so nice. <laughs> so, you know, they've got this massive so we, we need to apply playground. For we need to apply for a permanent residency now, don't we? A permanent yeah. kind of like, and build build our own little kind of like small steps village then, or the little we, dumps village. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we don't we don't want to um, be or try and be an orphanage, but we do mm. need to re reflect on that and to realise that in certain situations we do need emergency care. Like, yeah. you're talking about people getting arrested. We had seven under seven year olds were arrested by the police and brought to our centre, and the police were like, right. We found these kids on another dump. Can you take Do you know, them? I didn't know that. I didn't... No. We were like, um, well, no, we can't because we're, we're in quarantine. Then we had to speak to a local school, which was empty near mm. us, and they let us have it. So we, we took in these other seven children. And during COVID and just after lockdown, so, um, our project managers managed to reunite all those children with their families. Oh, wow. So I think the point of having emergency residential care is not a long-term solution it's it's mm -hmm. an emergency solution and then from there because you know, it's a terrible thing if you have a day center and then you say to a child at the end say okay bye you're going home what, what yeah. have they got a home to go to and you just how do you sleep knowing yeah, where yeah. have they gone yeah yeah absolutely well i think we did, did an amazing well like you and the, and the team did absolutely fantastically during this time i know that it's ongoing still and, and, and like you say yeah. we're going to take lessons from that and see what we can and see how we can help further so well we're hopefully coming out of it and no, hopefully not going into a second wave um and by the sounds of things there's been some really positive stuff going on on the dumps as well with the with the green projects as well as the um, yeah. um all, the, all the planting and everything and, and the kids feeling really safe which is probably one of the most important things that they, they felt safe during this time um yeah. and they felt supported and looked after again which um they probably don't get very often so um so well they do I with guess... us talking as that i'm just showing you yes, my t-shirt i know i we love like... those my t-shirts at home i'm so sorry i didn't bring no, it with me but <laughs> we we want them to live in love not landfill and uh, so honestly that that's that's why we have these t-shirts and that yeah. is how we feel and and i yeah. do think there is that definite feeling of, of family on our projects where these children yeah. you know they do feel feel loved yeah. and they do. if by providing this like happy loving alternative space where there's like cool place to play nice food yeah. then they stop going to the rubbish dump which is exactly yeah. what we want to to achieve yeah absolutely absolutely and, and you are achieving it babe for sure so um, so um, much. You're, you're, you're working your magic, which is amazing. Um, don't stop. Um, so I, I don't. I have no idea what time it is. I really. I literally. I, I, all I know is it's, I, I'm it's going exactly. By, I'm going by the sun. Is it? I'm going by the sun at the moment. The sun is about to set here in Greece. So it's kind of. Going it, by I think the it sun. is. Yeah, <laughs> you're I, right. I am. I am. <laughs> um, so um, just to kind of round us back up again, we're, 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 you know, we've got some wonderful, wonderful corporate donor partners that we uh, have been with us for a long time. Um, and really do support a lot of our projects ongoing, which is amazing. Um, but um, we are obviously always looking for um, donations and ways that we can donate. And if for those that are listening now, um, if you want to do something, if you want to be sponsored, if you want to, you know, please do it for Small Steps projects. We're always, always looking for people to do kind of like lovely, crazy things and, and, and yeah. um, 
and support with small steps and bring us kind of back to the sort of celebrity shoe auction it, it's a big thing for us every year and we're just about to start talking about um how we're going to do it this year in kind of like light of kind of like you know covid and what we're going to do to get the, and we're the all, biggest we're impact to... We're after a couple of the Tour de France races who are starting are. actually in France soon. There's um, Chris Froome and who else are we looking oh, for? Oh, hang on a second. It was um, Peter Sagan. Is that his name? Peter Sagan, Sagan and Chris Sagan. Froome. Yeah. We, we're after you. We know, yeah. we know they're setting off from France and we thought that would be great to have some of the yeah. Tour de France shoes, watch them go all the way around France and then get them to sign them and, and give them to us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Subtle hints. <laughs> so, if any of you, so any, if any of you know any amazing, any know any celebrities that want to donate any shoes, then amazing. And it's a then, really easy uh, thing to do online as well. And since there's people, you know, a lot of people who are stuck indoors, well, you can't use your shoes, can you? So you might as well donate them, sign them, and donate them. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely, yeah. And maybe, maybe all these celebrities. Like Hannah just said slippers, and I think all these sort of like celebrities that are wearing these fabulous slippers, like they're yeah. in their house shoes over yes. the last six months. Let's get those in. <laughs> Definitely. Might be a little bit smelly, but <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Some of our smelliest shoes have got really smelly. high, Gillian yeah. Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know why. Were but they? They, they, yeah, they, were. they weren't, and we and we marketed them as that. We, what could we say? Like they were mouldy and smelly, and they went so high um, because so you know oh, these these um, X Files fans. They're, they're a bit freaky. Yeah, they, they, as a lot they of shoe are people are. We're all a bit freaky, us shoe people. Very true. Very true. Very true. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> These two fetishes that we have. All right. Well, look, lovely. I, I, it, thank you so much. I'm so glad we made it work second time round. Oh, thank you um, for having me again. And, and um, oh no, you're welcome. And if everyone could follow us, we're on Small Steps Project yeah. on Instagram, Small Steps Docs on Twitter. So yeah you know follow us and see what we're doing because yeah, the short is is starting imminently soon yes yeah. it is absolutely absolutely so um uh lovely well look honey have a lovely evening um, Thank i you. hope you relax i'm sorry i uh, you know i didn't mention it at the beginning but um you know with your root canal i just but those I did have root canal this morning. she had root canal this morning so i was, it was touch and go whether she was going to join us but um so, but it's but not as bad as last time i had root know. last time i had root canals on a rubbish dump and um and but it was really bad and it took hours and hours and hours and i was really out of it and apparently the first thing i said to the dentist like when i came to was can i go on a rubbish truck can i go on the dump and he was like no you've got a hole in your mouth <laughs> I said, well, you absolutely cannot do that and i was like how long so and i how was long, back I was not go <laughs> yeah, I was back on the rubbish dump within a week with a bit of cotton wool stuck in my of mouth. Of course you were, babe, because you're amazing. So I just, <laughs> I just want to read out a couple of comments, though, because people have been so lovely today, because you've really Aww. just kind of like, you've touched a lot of people, babe. So um, we've got, we've got, we've got um, the lovely Mitch has just said, these projects are amazing, warms my heart. So I'm just trying, I can't see because of pictures. Warms my heart. Um, there are people like you and people like, with hearts like you, um, like yours. Sorry, I haven't got my glasses on and it's getting dark. <laughs> um, Han says, buy a t-shirt. Yes, buy a t-shirt. It's, it's, it's a link on the website, but also it's, it's the t-shirt meal, the tea meal, is that right? Yeah, tea meal t-shirt. Yeah. So and um, we have destination love, not landfill as well. It was a bit more masculine, but as you can see, this is the one. Tote bags. Tote bags. This is the one that has been modelled by Chris Martin and Helena Christensen. Thank you, guys. Thanks, said, you've been amazing, Amy, which is lovely. Oh, so, thank and, you. Uh, you've had some lovely comments, which I haven't kind of like lots of kisses and lots of waves and lots of hearts, babe. So you're amazing well, yeah, from I mean, Laura. So well done you, babe. Thank you so much. We're always looking for volunteers. Um, so yeah, get in contact if you, Definitely. if you are interested in, and there's so many different bits of small steps. There's so there many are. steps that people can get involved in from, you know, events to fundraising, to shoes, to volunteering, to, you know, so many different things that, that people yeah. can do and every little step makes a difference. So do get in contact yeah, if you want to take part. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Brilliant. Lovely. Well, thank you for joining me again. And, um, well, I will speak to you tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, we will, I will see the rest of you in two weeks' time when we've got another amazing guest. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed our chat. We'll be back next time with another brilliant guest and more in-depth chats with a glass of something in hand. So until then, if you'd like more information about us and what we do, head over to plainjaneevents.com or you can find us on Instagram at plainjaneevents. See you next time. Bye.